0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Black Girl Budget Podcast. My name is Nikki Nicole and I am the CEO of Black Girl Budget and I'm the curator of this podcast. Today is April 8th, it is 9.30 at night and we are actually talking about this in my IG stories but you guys responded to my question very well so I just wanted to elaborate because this is a very important topic that oftentimes we overlook. So tonight we are talking about Five ways that we can forgive ourselves for some of the financial mistakes that we've made and how we can move forward. Now, with that being said, I asked you all a question on my Instagram stories and was just like, hey, what is the worst financial decision that you've made or financial decision that you are just not proud of? And I'm going to read a couple to you all before we get started. Let me just say, spoiler alert, a lot of y'all said student loans and (laughs) i I agree. I agree. I, let me be clear. I don't, think, I don't think going to college or getting a higher education is what we regret. But just, being, just not being aware of how student loans will affect us once we graduate from undergrad, grad school, or law school has probably been one of the worst experiences for a lot of us. So let's jump into some of these answers. Somebody said co-signing for a family member twice. Listen, co-signing for family is like, it's a hit or miss. So a lot of you may not know this and I I do plan to get into a little more when we talk about purchasing homes. My parents co-signed for me to buy my house, but to be fair, they only did that because my student loans, again, Don't we regret student loans? My student loans were so high that my debt to income ratio was high. So my mortgage lender was like, listen, you have great credit. You have money in the bank. There are no red flags except your student loans. So you need someone to co-sign or we cannot give you a loan. My parents were like, all right, we're going to co-sign, but they made it very clear. The only reason they were co-signing is because over the course of the years, I demonstrated that I was financially savvy, that I was staying on top of my game. I'd saved $10,000 for a down payment. I got my credit score into the 800s. I'd paid off credit cards. Like I showed them that I was responsible with my own money. Therefore, I was likely going to be responsible with their money. So they co-signed for my house. But I also had a game plan as well. It's very important if you co-sign for someone that that person has a game plan on how to get you off as a co-signer within the first one to three years. Um, and that's what I did with my parents. I told them, you know, after the first year or two, I'm going to refinance and get you guys off as co-signers. And I did that this year in 2021 um, when rates were really low and we were in the panoramic. It was perfect timing. So While I normally do say don't co-sign for a family member whatsoever, there are a few family members like moi who you can co-sign for, but I don't think we should test the waters. I don't know why my parents took a chance on me. I mean, I know why, but like at the end of the day, co-signing for a house is a BFD, right? So... Co-signing for a family member twice, I'm probably not going to do that. Somebody said, supporting an ex-husband for years who refused to get a job, so much money and time wasted. Ma'am, I agree. Um... Sometimes we waste money on people. We waste time on people because we love them, right? We And we might still love them after we realize, dang, I really messed up in spending so much money and time on you. But I think in the moment we are thinking, okay, I'm doing the right thing by supporting my partner and we're going to get through this. And then years later you realize, what the hell was I thinking? (coughs) I need to go get my water, y'all. Somebody else said unsubsidized student loans. Um, Unsubsidized student loans are the worst. Hold on. Whew. Thank you. I'm drinking over here. Unsubsidized student loans are the worst. Um, it's basically interest is just compounding the whole time. Like you're just, bu- I shouldn't say compounding, but you're just building up on interest the entire time. But interest is accruing whether you're in school, whether there is a deferment period, or whether there's a grace period. So I agree with you. Some of my student loans are unsubsidized and they're the worst. Somebody said college, LOL. Now this one right here kind of took me out. Somebody said 21 plus credit cards, all with balances, but God only three in my name and all others closed and $0 balances. So first of all, We're going to clap it up for this person because they had 21 plus credit cards. And I'm not even going to lie to you. My parents told me back in the day, like getting a credit card was the cool thing to do because it was like, yo, look at me. I have all these credit cards and they, my dad had wallets full of credit cards for gas stations and just anything you could think of, which was ridiculous. If you know my parents now, you're probably like, really? Not Nikki's parents. Yeah. So I I wasn't shocked that it was 21 plus credit cards because I know that at one point in time, that was a culture, like getting credit cards was a whole vibe. I was really shocked that now you only have three cards in your name and all the others are closed with zero balances. Like that's amazing. And it's really hard to do. A lot of times we become overwhelmed by how deep of a hole we have dug ourselves and we just don't. Climb ourselves back out. We either continue digging or we just kind of stay stagnant where we are. So, kudos to that person. Down to three cards. Um, Taking out student loans and not negotiating more salaries. Excuse me, more scholarships. I was thinking salaries because of negotiating. But I never even thought about negotiating scholarships. Um, I honestly thought you just applied and you either got got it or you didn't. Most of the time, I feel like I never got the scholarships. I might have gotten like one or two scholarships. But... Yeah, definitely, if you have kids, if you have little people around you, encourage them to negotiate and or apply for scholarships. Um, someone said, them student loans and waiting so long to make payments, amen. Every time I gave money to people who didn't have it because I was the, quote, secure one. This is a big deal. There's always like that one person in the family who's considered the secure person. So everyone comes to them with their handout, Right. Start slapping them hands. The answer is no, I ain't got it. Yeah, I know I got a new car. Yes, I know I have a new house. Yeah, I know my kids are, you know, in whatever school, but I ain't got it for you, fam don't have it. Start telling people no. And I know this might be hard because it's also a perception kind of thing, right? If everyone thinks I'm the secure person, I need to maintain that perception and I need to give them the things that they quote need when it might be a want. But no, you don't need to be the secure person. We don't, in 2021, we don't care how people perceive us. What we care about is reality, which is you need the money I'm not going to give it to you because I need to use my money for other things. So when it comes to being a secure person, let other people think you're secure, but you don't have to play into that. Like keep your money and use it for what you need to use it for. If you are willing to give money to someone, make sure it is a gift. Like I always tell people, if you are giving someone money, it is a gift. Do not expect it back. If you get it back, Just let it be a surprise. Just let it be a surprise and just be shocked. Okay. But don't expect the money back. Uh, moving on. Someone said not paying the interest on my student loans while in law school. I want to high five you because same thing happened to me. Same exact thing happened to me. And when you have those unsubsidized loans, you know, it just, when you get out of law school, you're in so much debt. It's, it is overwhelming. Um, someone said they let a house go into foreclosure. That can be tragic for your credit score, for your financial history. That's a really hard one to come back from, but hopefully you were able to to bounce back from that. Someone else said student loans, LOL. Now this one I did connect with on like a personal level. They said they took out a student loan for spring break and they also got towed a total of five times during that same spring break. Are you kidding me right now? <laughs> like, I Listen, getting towed is, it is the bane of my existence. I haven't been towed in maybe like a year and a half or so. The last time I got towed, my vehicle was towed out of my own neighborhood where I purchased a home. So I personally hate being towed. I think it is the worst kind of business, but I get that it happens, but in college though, we were getting towed left and right. If, like, if anyone is listening to this podcast and we went to college together, please drop a comment. Let me know if you recall us ever getting towed because in Tallahassee, those tow trucks were running like clockwork. Didn't matter which side of the tracks you were on. Fam, FSU, TCC, you was out, little mama. You and your car booted, towed, all of that and you were definitely paying like 200 250 to get it out. It might have been 150 at one point in time, but I know for sure we've gotten towed in Miami. I think that was like 250 300. I got towed out my neighborhood. That was 250 like ugh, I'm not a fan of of towing companies, but I'm sure they make a lot of money. Also, tell your kids do not take loans out for spring break. That is not what we're doing. Don't do it. Uh, someone else said, applying for high interest loans to pay off debt. Robbing Peter to pay Paul is what this is called. Um I don't know Peter nor Paul, but just don't do it. Don't do it. Sometimes we like to try to minimize the different companies that we're paying. Just if you have a debt, work on paying off that debt. Do your target practice, write it out, write it down, and just focus on that, right? Give as much money as you can to that debt, pay it off and move on to the next one. Don't take out more debt trying to get out of debt. Um, And I say that with a caveat, which we won't get into right now, but for the most part, for most average American people, like just, just don't pay for your debt in cash, take care of it, keep it moving. Someone said they maxed out two store credit cards. Uh, They were sent to collections, paid them off, and then closed both of the credit cards. Yeah, so we don't max out credit cards. Um, We don't use more than 30% of our credit utilization, which I talked about before. Um, but if you've done this before, like if you've done any of these things before, right? I'm not judging you. And I don't think any of us should be judging each other. And you shouldn't be judging yourself for the mistakes that we've made before in the past. Like I've had overdraft fees. Like I said, I've been told. I've wasted money on exes where I'm just like, honestly, I feel like I should have you run me that money back, right? Um, I've spent money on friends that did not deserve it. So, you know, we all make... Uh, bad financial decisions when we're younger, but we just have to move forward. So this person maxed out two credit cards. They were sent to collections. If you've ever been sent to collections, raise your hand. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like we've all been sent to collections um, and then we've closed credit cards for one reason or another. So no tea, no shade, been there, done that. We're all gonna have to collectively write a book about this. And then someone else said that they blew their savings in their early 20s. I'm going to be honest with you, I didn't even have a savings in my early 20s. So that's, that's how far gone I was. Like, at least you had a savings in your early 20s. I just didn't. I think I was literally just surviving off my parents. Like, they got me. I mean, I always, I always kept money in the bank because I always had a job. Um, but I think I was keeping like $500 in my savings account, which hindsight 2020, what was $500 going to do for me? Like that might have gotten me four tires back in the day. So those were some of the responses that you guys gave me. Um, let's jump into five tips to help us get past you know, some of the worst financial decisions that we've made. Number one, which a lot of you have already done by answering my question is acknowledge your mistakes because we've all made them. I just gave you guys a list of mistakes that we've all made from different people, men and women, older, younger, 20s, 40s, like we've all made mistakes. So acknowledge that you've made the mistake. Acknowledge that you didn't start investing earlier. Acknowledge that you use your credit card for an emergency fund. Acknowledge those things because we've all made mistakes. Don't feel like you're the only person who's made a mistake because you are not. Number two, accept where you are now. This is so important. Once you acknowledge the mistakes, let it go, right? You got to accept that this is where you are now. The person who got told five times, what is that, like A $1,250? $1, $1,250? If each toe was two hundred and fifty dollars, like that's twelve hundred and fifty dollars that you can't go back and get. so you have to accept where you are now and even if we could go back and get that, we probably would have blew it on something else anyway. so just remember you can't go back and change the the things that you've already done. you can't change your choices, but you can make better decisions. Tomorrow. So start by accepting where you are today. You know, you're smarter, you're wiser, you're in a different position. You might have a good job with good income or you've started your business. You have a side hustle. You're working on your emergency fund, You're one month, your three month, your six months. You're working on paying down debt. You're working on saving for a home. You've opened up an individual retirement account. You're matching your 401k. Like you are a wiser person. So accept where you are today and keep it moving. Number three, don't fall back into the trap of the things that you regret. If any of the things on my on my responses is something that you regret or a financial decision that you just keep kicking yourself for, do not fall back into the trap of those things. Like someone said, they blew their savings in their early 20s. Don't blow your savings in your early 30s or your early 40s or your early 50s. You know, put yourself in a position where you don't even need to touch your savings or your emergency fund, where you are cash flowing the trips that you want to go on. You're cash flowing the purses you want to buy. You know, put yourself in a different position than you were in your 20s or your 30s when you were making financial mistakes, right? Number four, write down your vision and what you want for your life to look like. I cannot... Stress this enough. If you have not done so already, go to the Black Girl Budget website. Grab you a black girl budget notebook and start writing down your goals, your dreams, your vision. Sketch it out like a picture. I don't care if you're Basquiat or Picasso or neither. Sketch it out. Draw pictures. What do you want your house to look like? What do you want your family to look like? What do you want your bank account to look like? Right. Write those numbers out and really hone in on what you are envisioning for your life. Five years from now, 10 years from now, 15 years from now, you have to write this stuff down. In the words of Erica Badu, write it down and watch shit get real. Am I right? Am I right? Okay. Moving on to the last one, number five. Keep pushing forward, knowing, knowing that not all of your mistakes are behind you. To be clear, we just went through all the mistakes that we've made in our past But don't get it twisted. We are going to make more financial mistakes as we grow older. They are not just in our past. We are bound to make more financial mistakes. It is what it is. We're never done growing. We're never done learning. And there will always be something that we could have done a little bit better. So keep pushing forward, knowing that you're bound to make more mistakes in the future. Your partner is going to make more mistakes in the future. Your kids are going to make mistakes in the future. Your nieces and nephews, your cousins, whoever, they're all going to make mistakes. And you can't be there to prevent them from making their mistakes. You can't be, you know, preventing your own mistakes in the future because there's always something we don't know. So those are my five tips for moving past the financial mistakes that we've made. If you if you heard one of your financial mistakes in the list in the beginning, please comment and let us know. Um, I really want other people to understand that they are not alone in making certain decisions in their 20s or 30s, whatever, but that we're all out here just trying to learn and navigate through finances and money because a lot of us know that we make a paycheck and that there are some taxes taken out. But when it comes to investing, when it comes to having our money work for us and money being a tool, a lot of us are not very knowledgeable. And that's okay because Black Girl Budget is here and we're all learning together. So hope you guys enjoyed these five tips. I look forward to talking to you all on the next episode and stay tuned. Talk to you guys soon.